Hey guys, this is Natalie and this is Big Sis Chats. So today I decided to talk about bullying. Um, I feel like that's something just very common. And if you weren't bullied or haven't been bullied, there's a 75% chance you were a bully. Uh-huh. In all seriousness, I think that being bullied does affect a lot of people. It affects self-esteem, how we carry ourselves, how we view ourselves. And I just want to go into my experience, what, how that affected me, and how I've healed from that. So appearance did play a huge part in why I was bullied. So I'm going to talk about what I look like and my identity. So my dad is Egyptian. My mom is Greek-Italian, so I'm mixed. Um, I'm Arab. And I have very thick curly hair. I have thick eyebrows, tan skin, and green eyes. So throughout my life, people have always commented. They're just like, what are you mixed with? Oh, you look so different. Like, what are you? People have assumed my um, race and ethnicity. Um, I very much, in the U.S., if you live here, you know that Arabs have to put that they're white on those census check boxes. I never do that because I always just identify as mixed because I never had a white woman's experience growing up. I had a light-skinned woman's experience growing up, which I realized still because of colorism, that is a privilege. And that the the way I looked had such an effect on why I was bullied. I remember even in preschool, the girls kind of just iced me out because I had um, <laughs> I had like a little afro and they would make fun of my hair because my hair didn't grow out yet. And I just, I always identified with Lilo. My favorite movie was Lilo and Stitch as a kid because I was seen as an outcast. I was seen as weird and I just wasn't included with the girls in my age group. I remember being laughed at and that was like, I was three years old. Like, damn. <laughs> um, and that was my first experience of just feeling isolated and alone. And I had more experiences like that as a kid. I remember when I was 10 years old, I received a death threat from a girl in my class. And it was it was really weird. I remember my friend at the time, she took that letter and she went up to that girl and she stood up for me. And I don't know, I just, I still remember and appreciate that. And when I got to the sixth grade, that friend actually had to move. So I kind of was on my own. And that's when I really had a tough time. Sixth grade was a really tough year for me. I remember the girls made fun of my hair. They used to throw clay in it. They threw paper in it. They would pull on it and like yell boing and whatever. <laughs> they were just stupid because they were kids. But I just felt so horrible about my hair. And then I watched movies like The Princess Diaries growing up. What did Mia get made fun of? For her thick curly hair, for the frizzy hair, for the thick eyebrows. Those are features that I have. So the two features that were made fun of for her were her hair, which I had, and her eyebrows, which I had. So that was my only thing that I saw in the media of myself. And I mean, it was made fun of for my eyebrows as well. They're like, oh, they're, they're so bushy. They're so thick. And I just felt horrible. And these are my more ethnic features, I would say. And also, I got made fun of for being so tan. And I remember one time in class, I raised my hand and this kid made fun of my elbows because they were dark. And then 
I went to predominantly white school and I was looking around and I noticed that nobody had the same color elbows as me. And I was like, what's wrong with me? What's wrong with my elbows? Why am I so much darker than everyone in my class? And it just made me feel like there's something wrong with me. So then I wanted to blend in with these girls. So I tried to stay out of the sun. I remember Googling like how to make your skin lighter. And I used like lemons or something like that. And then I straightened my hair and I went into school and these girls were so nice to me when I straightened my hair. And I was like, oh, oh, that's all I have to do. I just need to look paler and I need to straighten my hair and I need to pluck my eyebrows and they'll leave me alone. And I remember that my hair got so badly damaged. I hate seeing photos of me around this age just because I was so unhappy and I can just, uh, it just makes me like upset seeing those photos. I will delete them. (laughs) If I see those, I will delete. And I just really sacrificed who I was and my identity so I could blend in with these girls. And like I said, this was a very white school. There was one Arab girl throughout my entire time there. And she got bullied out. She was the sweetest person ever. She um, was Muslim and she wore hijab and so did her older sister and she had a little brother. They were very, it was very, for me, it's hard to tell what I am. People will bully regardless, but they didn't pinpoint I was Arab unless they knew already. And with them, it was pretty clear that they were Arab. So they were targeted a lot and bullied so much that they had to, all three of them were bullied so much they had to move school systems. So I really had no one to relate to and even my older siblings, they um, they look more like my mom in the sense where they, they have very strong Greek features. You look at my brother and my sister, and if, you, if, they, if they just said that they were Greek and that's it, you would believe them because they, had, they have um, pale skin, brown eyes, and then black hair, black, straight, wavy hair. So even with my siblings, they didn't even have the same experience as me growing up. So it was really isolating. There wasn't a single person that I could relate to. And, you know, for me, when people knew I was Arab, some things that I remember being called, I've been called a sand N-word. And then another thing was someone said that if I had a family reunion, we would just blow shit up. It was said very aggressively when I was 16. So, you know, that's it when people know. So imagine how it was like for those three kids. Another thing I remember was that these girls all were juicy couture and Uggs. So I was like, if I get these things, maybe they'll like me more because obviously... They still bullied me, regardless of me trying to look more like them. And that didn't work. And I just, looking back on that time as a kid, I wish I could just tell myself that it's not about you. Hurt people, hurt others. And it has to do with insecurity. The whole reason that it becomes so common, because I know so many people that have this exact same problem at sixth grade, seventh grade, etc. It's insecurity. And I remember one of the girls who bullied me, her mom was worse. <laughs> her mom one time pulled up to the school and she saw my neighbor who was a really small kid and she made a comment about him with the window down and she said to her daughter, daughter's name, I'm not going to say it, Look how skinny that boy is. Oh my God, it's like ridiculous. It's embarrassing. She was a grown woman making fun of an 11-year-old boy. That's the kind of environment my bully was raised in. 
And another thing that happened for me, I started becoming insecure of my own body when I was eight years old because of grown women that would make comments about my body that would give me looks. And I remember when I was getting my soccer uniform or something like that, this grown woman who was a mother, she saw me and I had a baby face. I always, I still have a baby face now, but um, I had a really chubby face and I was a little bit chubby. It was pre-puberty time. And she looked me up and down and she said in such a cruel tone, she's like, you're a large, right? And it wasn't even, honestly, I can't even like mimic how it sounded. And it made me feel bad about my body. I remember even being that age and wanting to diet and wanting to lose weight because of older women saying things about my body, which is just so horrible. I'm, I'm 23 now. And I would never comment on a child's body. I don't care what size they are. Unless if a doctor tells me, hey, your kid is a little bit overweight. I'm not even going to say like that to my child. I would just make it seem like it's a family thing. Like, oh, we're going to go for family walks or, oh, we're going to try a new family healthy dinner or something like that. I would never say something or criticize my child's body or another child's body because that just damaged me so much growing up. So you're seeing all this damage that I dealt with (laughs) and alone. So at this point, like 12, I hated my body. I hated my hair. I hated my tan and I hated my eyebrows. And I was just beat down so much. At that age, I was extremely insecure and I was alone. And my parents ended up making, my parents ended up transferring me to a different school um, because the bullying kind of stopped for a little bit and then it started again by the seventh or eighth grade and they were like we're done with this we're we're switching schools for you so i got transferred into a all-girls school and if if you're one of those people that are like oh no an all-girls school must have been so catty no stop that right now that is such a misogynistic idea honestly going to an all-girls school was the best thing for me at that age I went to that school for, they had a middle and high school. It was 260 students total, 6 to 12. And it was the best environment, I think, for me. Obviously, it wasn't perfect. I didn't really like high school. Those who know me know that. But in comparison to what I was dealing with, this was crazy. This was amazing. I was like, wow. Um, And when I went to this school, it was the first time I went to a school that was full of different girls from different cultures, different backgrounds, different races, ethnicities. And this was the first time I didn't feel so alone. And I remember when I was in eighth grade, there was a girl and she's Jamaican and she was braiding my hair and just saying how much she loved it and how pretty it was and how soft it was and how it kind of is, it like holds easily. And she just did like two um, pigtail braids. and. I don't know. That just was something that was just so loving and needed at that time. And it felt nurturing. And I just felt a part of something. And I felt connected. And it was the first time when I really felt like I could come out of my shell and reconnect with who I am and my Egyptian identity 
instead of hiding it, instead of trying to blend in and just saying that, oh, I'm Greek Italian, ignoring the other half of my culture and my identity so that I wouldn't be bullied. And I was no longer afraid. And I just felt like I belonged. And being in that environment did help me heal in terms of accepting who I am and my hair, my eyebrows, and my tan. However, I still have that heavy weight and fear about my weight. (laughs) And I honestly didn't start feeling comfortable in my body until I was 23. I always just felt insecure about my weight, about my size, how I looked in swimsuits and all that. And I think for me, such a huge thing was learning to accept that my body is, I, I hate saying it because it's so corny, but it is, it is your temple. Your body endures so much and it's here to protect you. It is here to keep you alive and going. And I kind of just learned to accept my body by looking at it as odd as that sounds. I don't know. It sounds kind of vain, but I think I just always didn't like the look of my body and I wouldn't really look at it and I kind of just tried to avoid it. And I kind of just took time to really look in the mirror and see what it is and how it supported me. And I kind of love look i love classic arts like um a lot of romantic pieces and stuff like that and if you look at those pieces of artwork you'll see um stomach rolls you'll see big hips different sizes and that's art our bodies are art and we shouldn't just look at stuff like as much as i love fashion they only have been up and now they're starting to change but for for such a long time it was only catering like zero and size two and you never really got to see different body types and that has such a heavy effect on us because that's all we see in the media but look beyond the media look at classic art and look at yourself your your body is beautiful and it's here for you And I think that's just what really helped me get out of it. I started to see myself and I wasn't like, oh, ew, like, what is that? I started to be like, hey, you know what? She's pretty cute. And just complimenting yourself. I don't know why people act like it's such a vain thing to do, but compliment yourself. Look in the mirror and tell yourself you're beautiful. Tell yourself what you love about yourself and learn to love your, what you think are your flaws. There are really no flaws. We're all just like here and vibing. And that's what builds your confidence you know like I said for years my confidence was plunged to the ground and I had to learn to look beyond what others were seeing and see what I saw in myself and that's what changed things for me I no longer am looking for validation from others I'm seeing it in myself I don't care what someone says about me or what they think about me I see my own beauty and I embrace it and I love it another thing I really like to do is just dance in the mirror and just be super goofy I think I am someone that takes myself so seriously and I just need to learn to have fun and be goofy and I think that does teach you to love yourself because I don't know if if this is common But when I see others being goofy and silly, I'm just like, oh my God, they're so cute. And then if when (laughs) I always used to beat myself down, if I tried to even have that same kind of energy. So I've just been learning to 
love that energy and to feel it and to stop feeling stupid about it. You know, we spend so much time criticizing ourselves and criticizing our bodies, criticizing our appearance, criticizing how we carry ourselves. Like, just have fun and show off your goofy side. It doesn't have to be immediately to other people. I have social anxiety. I know it's scary, but just do it with yourself. Like, look in the mirror and dance around, have fun, and just learn to love yourself. I think another thing that helped me heal, and not necessarily is going to work for everyone because circumstances are different, but learning to forgive those who hurt me. I remember when I was 16, I ran into one of the girls that was one of the big bullies when I was in, what is it called? Sixth grade. Is it middle school? Because some schools it's not, some schools it is, but whatever. Um, I saw the girl who bullied me and she came up to me. I could kind of tell that there was some guilt in her approach to me. She kind of just wanted to have a conversation and I could have been petty. I could have walked away. I could have been rude, but I just decided to have a conversation with her and we kind of just updated each other on our lives and it felt good because I could see that she had grown as a person and she clearly had regret for the way she acted and I wasn't going to hold that against her. She was, what, 11, 12? We grow as people. We change. And just seeing that that growth had happened for her was in a way closure for me because I believe in second chances. And for me, that just showed like she is now, though she was a teenager, she was an adult in a way she had matured and I think when we have regret about our past or certain things I think that does show growth because it shows that you wouldn't do it again so I think I just learning to forgive these girls and people that have said hurtful things like I said before about when I was 16 someone made that comment about um, my family like blowing stuff up if we had a reunion that person was not at my school, of course. My school, I, I don't think, I think they probably would have been kicked out if a teacher overheard that or something. This was outside of school. And I now see that person was just really hurt and really damaged. And people that say stuff, especially racist things, that is that actually does come from fear fear of the unknown, fear of someone outside of your own group. And I think that is one of the most dangerous forms of anger, is anger that is fueled from fear. And I do forgive that person because though I didn't stay in contact with them really, I know people that do know them and I know what they've gone through and how much they've changed as well. And that helped close the chapter out for me because we in order to grow we need to experience things we need to have a better education and knowing that that person did go through that transformation did get a better education gave me closure as well i have had quite the journey of trying to learn to love myself and to build my self-confidence up but i think something that i just really want to highlight to others is that you should not 
change yourselves to make others like you. You need to stay authentic to yourself because there will always be people that have a problem. There will always be people that critique you and make fun of you. But that has nothing to do with you. It's about their internal struggle and their hurt. And you need to stay authentic to yourself for your own sake. Learn to look for validation from within. Because I think the happiest I've ever been is when I reconnected with who I was before all of that went down. When I was really young and I was just kind of living my life like first, second grade, third grade, whatever. I was authentically myself and I've learned to reconnect with that and to love who I genuinely am at the heart. And I'm not going to look for validation from others. I'm not going to change the way I dress. I'm not going to change my physical appearance. I'm not going to change my personality just to get someone to like me. That doesn't matter because that's not going to bring you happiness. You're going to not only still deal with that issue of bullying and mistreatment but you're also going to feel awful because you're not being authentic to yourself so look for that internal validation and stay authentic to who you are regardless of the circumstance that's the episode i think some key takeaways as i stated stay authentic to who you are i think bullying does have a strong effect on a lot of people and you can go two different routes you can learn to grow from it and heal from it or you could treat someone the way that you were treated and i don't think anyone wants to go down the second path but it does happen if you don't learn to heal yourself and once you love yourself you can love others so much more and you're not going to carry any jaded bitterness you're gonna just be happy for others and i think that i just grew a lot as a person from the experience not only just learning to authentically love who I am and to not stray away from my character in order to please others but I think it also taught me so much empathy because I'm very hyper aware of other people's feelings and I try my best I I think no we're all we're not perfect there are gonna be times when we hurt people but I try my best to not hurt others and to think things through and to be careful with my words because I know how much it hurts and I don't want others to feel that way. So I think it can make you very empathetic. I think it can make you wiser and more loving if you choose that route. It is up to you. And I just hope that you do take something away from this. And if you have been hurt, know that it's not your fault that people mistreated you it has nothing to do with who you are hurt people hurt others so keep loving keep being authentic and just keep persevering and it'll be okay